You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. My co-host, as always, is DJ Sugar Shane. What's going on, man? Man, glad alive and glad to be back. Uh, last week He's alive and glad to be back. All right. And also with us is Jack Casey. What's going on, Jack? Uh, not a whole lot. Had my first job interview today, and I'm going to have another one tomorrow. So hopefully I don't screw it up. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, yeah, that's the number one rule when you're in an interview. You know that. Just just don't screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell as much as you can. You know don't, all don't, that. Don't tell them you have to have Columbus Day off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have a time in August. I got to have off for like four days for a family reunion, but that's pretty much it coming up. But well, that nailed it. Companies usually uh, are lenient in that area because they realize you already had plans before you came to them. You know. Right. Um, so yeah, I have the interview at five tomorrow before our podcast, and um, I got a nice shirt and some pants from Target, so I'll look halfway respectable for once. The only thing that sucks, oh, is I got, yeah, I got to get rid of the beard though, which kind of sucks. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, I let Lady Q have her uh, last hurrah with it tonight, so she kept touching it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna miss. Oh, okay. I'm gonna miss swirling it around like some kind of super villain in the '80s. <laughs> but yeah, okay, you oh, well. you gonna look different tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll actually, I won't look you, like a hippie for once. You have to be clean-shaven then, is that right? I guess so, I don't know. The thing is, I went down to one of the stores down in Dublin uh, when I was visiting my grandma before she had her hip surgery last week, All right. and um, there were guys in the deli and in prep foods with beards, so I don't know if my buddy knows what he's talking about or not, but I guess we'll see. Maybe it varies by region, I don't know. Yeah, that could be, I don't know. Uh, I just kind of look stupid without a beard, like I look like I'm 15 years old. You know, everybody cards me everywhere. It's just annoying. <laughs> so no. you're not going to recognize me tomorrow, man. It's a terrible problem to have, there. Yeah, really yeah enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> it has a tendency to disappear all at once. Yeah. Oh, crap, I forgot my audience again. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, well, anyway, just to let everybody know, this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. We are on a Spreaker, and also uh, you can catch us uh, on iTunes, which is Apple Podcast on the app. We are live twice a week and uh, Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We were off last week, and uh, we'll kind of go to shame with that. Now, you were uh, pretty pretty far under the weather, I hear. Yeah, the Friday before uh, last week, I uh, Friday night, I started feeling a little under the weather. Saturday morning, I got up, and I couldn't do nothing but lay on the couch and sleep. I mean, I'd get up and walk 10 feet and just be ready to collapse. It was just really awful. Got up to 102. Caught all the work that day. Got up on Sunday. Still wasn't feeling no better. Probably worse, to be honest. Yeah, you look like crap on Sunday when I stopped by. Yeah, I was awful. And the thing about it was, I'd be cold one minute, wrapped up under two blankets, and the next minute I'd be taking them off and pouring sweat over there with paper towels on my head. I was, uh, yeah, it was awful. And, uh, so Monday morning I got up, still had a fever, so I went to the doctor come to find out I had a flu. Uh, wasn't the worst case, uh, because uh, I have had a flu shot last year at the end of the year, but if I hadn't had the flu shot, it could have been a lot worse to the point of probably maybe being hospitalized. Oh, yeah, sure. If I had, so uh, grateful that I had it. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, man, I don't wish I had on nobody. It was awful. Uh, what happened, we did, I canceled Monday night show. I was feeling better, but I wasn't still a hundred percent when I did Tuesday's show, and I really don't. Yeah, think, I really don't think people realize how much that drained me. That show, because by, by the time that show was over with and y'all was gone, I was just like exhausted. Yeah, you looked a little bit better on Tuesday. Not that much better than you did on Sunday. Like right. I could tell there was something wrong with you still, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Feel, I wouldn't 100%. Even the show, I hadn't even went back and listened to it. I'm part of it. Probably don't want to because I don't think I was giving 100% that night. I apologize for not. You know, honestly, you weren't too bad for your condition. But it was just, God, I was just, I just, then that, that made me go down. But I had to go back to work Wednesday. I worked. Not really feeling great. I was probably the best of the sick days I had, but I still wouldn't feel it great. So that's why I canceled Thursday when I was off. I just rested all day that day. By the time that Friday rolled around, I was actually doing pretty decent. I've been better since probably Friday. I've been doing all right. So. Wow. But yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough. I'm glad to get back in the swing of things. I know that. Now, I wanted to ask you about a few things. Um, I... I've noticed you're into a lot of things. You're uh, going in a lot of different directions. And uh, you're, you're doing these videos, right? Um, yes. Now, those are like little comical videos. Is that what those are? They're like little commentary things? Yeah, it's just where what I do is I go through and I search the Internet and I find these photos. Some of them are meant to be goofy photos. Some are just some photos that I look at and I see something funny in it. And so what I do is I do these, I pretend like I'm this news reporter for FNN Fake News Network, and I just give a fake story on this picture, and I just do 10 of them each week, and I'm going to get back into the swing of it. Hopefully, by the end of this week, I should have one, and uh, I just, last week, I didn't, of course, I was sick all week, so that's why I didn't get one done, but, uh, but yeah, I enjoy doing those. It's kind of a, it's video. It's not, it's not, of course, not audio, but, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's fine. Um, and you're and you're also writing some sort of a novel. Is that what it is? Yeah, I would call it a novella. But yeah, it's um, it's going to be a smaller piece of work because I would like to try to make it like a series, kind of like. Uh, I mean, of course, it's more adult than that, but it would be kind of like the Hardy Boys had their series, or everybody had, you know, these certain books have their series. Yeah, I like, yeah. I would like to see that as a series and it continue on, you know, book after, you know, book after book, you know. But uh, I don't know. That's just a dream. I mean, that's something I would like to see happen, and maybe one day after I've wrote a few of my own, you know, or whatever, I don't mind turning it over to Ghost Riders as long as I was getting paid royalties. I wouldn't care. <laughs> So long as I'm <laughs> long as I'm getting jacked, because what I would do if I had that kind of money, that the goal would be after that, I would like to sit down and create my own thing, and I'd be making revenue. I'd be having money coming in. Then I could sit down and just write my what I really want to write is a, a, a good size yeah. fantasy novel. But that takes time and a lot. My that takes a lot of time. I don't have when I'm working forty hours a week and everything else. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. So anyway. Well, anyway, I was kind of curious about that. I told uh, my wife what you were doing there, and she uh, she she heard some of the stuff that I read, and she was interested in what you were doing. So, uh, yeah, I'm good still, luck with that project. I'm still yeah. working on that. I'm going, matter of fact, that's what I'm doing when this show's over tonight. Is I'm going to start getting some more work done on chapter two. So, I should have that to you All probably right. sometime this week. Okay. Um, couple of things going on here. First of all. Uh, there's probably nothing else that matters. This is the, uh, you know, we can talk about a lot of things and we can pretend that we care about a lot of things, but there's really only one thing that matters. And uh, Shane, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about here. This com- coming Sunday. Oh, game yeah. Of- oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Game of the Returns. Man, I cannot hardly wait. I ain't gonna lie to you. I can get chippy thing about that shit, man. I tell you. That's so, boy. Six more episodes. I, I hate to see it end, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a bittersweet. But, uh, I might, yeah. shed, I might shed a tear down to that sixth episode. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I mean, oh it's been it's been that I mean it's been a great piece of work, man. I think it's been a great oh, show. Yeah. I mean I mean it's yeah, really absolutely. it's really well put together. I mean the uh, of course the cinematography is phenomenal on that show. Uh, the writing is fantastic. I mean, uh, you also got tits. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. So yeah, I mean, they didn't yeah. have too many last season. No, yeah. last season they just spent all this time fighting, man. I mean, I like action, but you know you could throw those in every now and then. But uh, yeah. But it's just a fantastic show, and I love uh, the guy, uh, Peter Dinklage. I love his character, Tyrion, which most people oh, do. Oh, Peter, yeah, okay. Yeah, his character. And I'm really curious as to where it goes in this season, where his character yeah. goes. Because I've I, I really wondered where they're going to go. I'm really curious with that, and I'm curious with Jon Snow yeah. in particular. Did you uh, happen to catch Kit Harrington on uh, Saturday Night Live? No, I didn't. Okay, I watched a little bit of it, and uh, he shaved his beard. And uh, a lot of people uh, were tweeting that he shouldn't have shaved his beard. Everybody wanted to see him in that uh, uh, John Snow look, you know? Right. And, uh, I and I, he, I, he could be working on another project where he has to be clean shaved. Yeah, I don't know. Though. I'm sure. I'm sure he's getting offers. I mean, obviously sure, he's, a, yeah. he's a great actor and he's a good-looking guy. And yeah, uh, uh, I didn't t- particularly care too much for the sketches that they had him in. Um, 
they they, they could have uh, done something with them that uh, some of those sketches were just weird. Uh, I don't know what's going on with those writers. I mean, uh, it's not the same as it used to be. That's for no, sure. No, it's not. No, I, I I would have had him as a weatherman. You know. Right. And in front of the weather thing, and the winter is coming. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick the bomb. Yeah, children. That would have been a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. If you live below this line right here, say goodbye to your children. Why do you care? You know, everything will be frozen this time by tomorrow. So, anyway, uh, I, anyway, I like I know my my wife was talking about going back and watching a whole bunch of seasons leading up to a Sunday, and I'm like, hey, you know, go ahead. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna yeah. go through all that, huh? Yeah, I ain't gonna do either. I wanted to, and I did get up to uh, the start of season four. I yeah. got all the way up to that, but I just lost time and everything else was going on. And I said, I ain't gonna get through all you know four, five, and six between now and Sunday. So I just said I yeah. just gave up on. It. I might. The only thing I wouldn't mind doing. If I can get a chance, and I probably will do this, is I would like to watch maybe the last three episodes of last season, just so it refreshes oh. my mind about what's going and going on leading up to it. It's I'm, been a while. Yeah, I probably do. It's been two years. Yeah, I probably will do it. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't have a show a season last year, and it was April of uh, 2017, the last season premiere. So yeah, it's been two years. Been that long. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good. Hey, listen, every once in a while, a story comes along that really makes me feel good. You know, do you, do you guys like feel good stories? How about how, how about you, Jack? Do you, do you like feel good stories? You know, those stories that make you feel all good like they have on on the morning drive shows on the radio. Depends on how saccharine it is. I love it when he throws those medications in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually a word, you hillbilly. <laughs> Shane, I know you're one of those positive guys. You like those really good feel-good sh- uh, uh, stories, right? I like it because, I mean, my only take on it is, is we get so much bad news yeah. drilled into us day in, day out. It's nice, yeah. to spr- it's nice to sprinkle a little stuff in there that shows that there is some good Although it may be little left in humanity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I got to tell you, this uh, this story here is is really one of those feel good stories. And I want you guys to get ready because you're going to have all those cute little butterflies flying around your stomach, <laughs> all those warm fuzzies. This is just fantastic. Should I get the puke uh, bucket ready? <laughs> uh, in South Africa, uh, as you know, poaching is a big problem out there. Yeah. And I, I, I really cannot stand trophy hunting and, and poaching, when, especially when it comes to endangered species. I mean, to kill a magnificent animal for the purpose of having a, you know, a cup for for your pencils yeah. is, uh, you know, a foot with a, you know, a, a pencil holder is just absolutely ridiculous. I agree. Uh, it, it, it's a sin against humanity. It really is. Uh it's a it's a horrible thing, and and we're not talking. I know a lot of times people try to cloud the the issue with eating hamburgers. And all. The food chain has nothing to do with this kind of BS. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay. Big, big difference. I mean, I'm, yeah, and uh, it's just like with uh, you know with deer. And I'm not a hunter, but uh, you know, there in Ohio, for example, Pennsylvania, some other areas, you have to have hunting because they get overpopulated. Um, the, the herd gets sick. Uh, they destroy foliage. Um, and they do a lot of bad things. And, um, you know, you have to have a certain amount of regulation of the herd. So yeah, they can kill trees, too. Oh, yeah. What oh, yeah, they no, do is yeah, they, they strip off all the bark. In yeah. fact, you can tell if the, the deer are overpopulated in an area by how far up a tree the bark is missing. Yeah, yeah. Which opens the tree up to, like, disease and, uh, you know, elements and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what we're talking about here, trophy hunting, especially when it comes to endangered species, has nothing to do with this kind of stuff. All right. So I don't want anybody, you know, I know some people always try to cloud the issue here. That's nothing but a bunch of BS. All right. <laughs> and uh, what, uh, what, I, what I was really happy about was that uh, these poachers were out and they were trying, they were tracking this, this rhinoceros. Okay. And what ended up happening was, I don't know if this guy just wasn't watching his back or maybe he got, you know, and it was daydreaming or something. But this elephant came along and stomped the SOP to death. (laughs) And then, and then, his friends tried to drag him to the road. And, uh, you know, they were going to, like, leave him there and either get help or uh, come and get his body or whatever. And uh, they did return the next morning or sometime later. I'm not exactly Damn. sure what the time was. <laughs> and he was gone. He, his, his body was totally gone because some lions came along and ate him. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they found was his skull and his jeans. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> I saw this. This made me so happy. And you know what? I want to know what brand of jeans those were if they survived both an elephant and a lion attack. <laughs> Damn, tell me about it. Pair. Yeah. I want to buy stock at that company. My guess is they had some stains on them of various yeah. kinds. Yeah, yeah. You talk, stuck, talk about getting the crap stopped out See, of you. this is the kind of feel-good story I can get behind. Posters yeah, getting owned. It's wonderful, man. Let's break out the party hats. I was gonna have uh, I was gonna have Shane get some crowd, uh, you know, cheers ready to oh, go that here. Would have been good too. I would have had that too. <laughs> oh god, it's the truth though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and if and and if people are out there saying, well, these are still human beings, just remember this. Everybody's talking about how hunting is a sport. Well, you know what? It's not a sport unless there's a chance that your ass gets bitten off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, hey, these guys. This- this guy, this guy lost. <laughs> exactly. He lost. Yeah, I, and the I think it was Zimbabwe. It was either Zimbabwe or Nigeria, too, a few days ago, uh, that three poachers got into a gunfight with the park service, and, yeah, they didn't win, which also <laughs> made me happy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, also, I, I say that we extend this poacher hunting to the, those rich Chinese men who think that they need a rhinoceros horn that they can snort so they can get a boner. We should probably yeah. take them out, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the Romans had some pretty good ideas. You know, they built the Colosseum, and uh, (laughs) they did these things of irrigation that were just totally tremendous. But I got to say, the the, the best thing that they did is they knew how to get rid of people. They just gave them to the lions, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if you're getting to be too much of a problem, (laughs) we're just going to give you to the lions. 
best, man. That's the thing, too. I saw a lot of whining online about, oh, well, these people had families and all that. It's like, dude, if you're going to be a poacher out in Africa where they will shoot to kill you, along with, you know, lions and giraffes and, you know, killer rhinos and all that, you know what you're getting into, man. I'm not going to have any sympathy for you. Yeah. No, no. um, And, uh, you know, I, I know everybody. There's, there's probably a certain amount of people out there that just think we're absolutely terrible to talk like that. Well, I got, uh, I but, got uh, nothing. I, to me, man, that's process of selection. That dude didn't have no business. He shouldn't have been a poacher to begin with. And I hear killing right. animals for no damn reason. Then to just, I mean, he ain't going to eat the food. He's not doing it for survival. I mean, I like, no. I like deer meat. Do I, yeah, I don't have nothing wrong with hunting. If you want to hunt deer and you eat it, and you eat it. Or you give it to somebody to eat. I don't hunt, but it used to get given to me. It's because I love to eat deer meat. But I won't shoot none. I won't, I'm not going to go out and hunt it, because that's just not my thing. That's but, not my thing either. But if you're going to kill a deer and then just take the buck off of it, the horns off of it, leave the deer out in the middle of the yard, in the woods, I got no use for you. Yeah, a lot of that, uh, I, I would have to say that's probably not done too often. Most of the deer hunters yeah. that I know uh, don't do that. But, you know, even deer hunting is necessary because we, we, we have removed all the natural predators. Mm. Okay, there used to be wolves and stuff like that running around that took care of all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we've, what society has done is uh, typically what civilization does is it makes it the hardest on the predators. Because they require a lot of area to hunt, uh, they're they're smarter, which makes them more dangerous, and uh, you know they, they they get crowded in, and uh, they just can't coexist with civilization. No. So we 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 kill them. That's what we do when when you know we when we want something that uh, where somebody else is, we have a tendency to kill it, even if it's you know people. Right. And. Uh, uh, and, and we move in and call it our own, and uh, that's why the deer population, um, you know, needs regulation by hunting because there's no natural predators anymore. So anyway, uh, just that little side note there. Um, but well, anyway, cool, I was going to say one cool thing that they're doing is um, they're now reintroducing wolves and cougars and all that to uh, a lot of the more wilderness areas in the yes, central United States. And that's and it's helping out a lot. Like, they haven't, I think in one area, they haven't had to do, like, a controlled calling of deer in something like 10 years now. Wow. Something like that. So. Hmm. Well, that's that's good. I I like a balance of nature. And here again, I I mean, obviously, it's not always possible. But um, uh, I like a balance of nature. And I believe it's important to the entire ecosystem of the planet. And uh, th- this, you know, it's just like what happened with a buffalo um, a century or more ago, where they were literally just shot by the dozens and their hides were taken off and their bodies were, their skin bodies were left to rot in the sun. Right. The Indians would that kill is, them, but it was for food. That has nothing to do, yeah. nothing to do with the food chain. That has nothing to do with survival. That is just raping the world that we live in. And, you know, even if even if you subscribe to the notion that God made the earth for us and all that, okay, that's fine. Then right. it was a gift. It was a gift. And if that's that. the best way that you, you, that you can take care of your gift, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, generally when somebody gifts me something, I don't, like, put it behind yeah. the tire of my car and run it over, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, that's, I don't know why people would think that, because if that if you do go to the theory of creation, then that doesn't make sense, because 
why would you want to destroy something that you know is supposed to be given from above or whatever? That makes no sense, yeah. man. And I don't yeah. think I don't think they would. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard a lot of people talk uh, about the infinite resources we have here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and the universe gives us infinite resources. And uh, this stuff about climate change and all that is all bogus. And I, I, I've, I, I can't tell you how many times I run into people like that. And uh, even if you don't believe in climate change, if you, if you feel that the resources that we have here are infinite, that you are really out in left field, man. Mm-hmm. You are really out in left field. I think the most frustrating one I come across is where they're like, oh, well, there's no global warming because it snowed a couple times this winter. Yeah, you're that's like, another yeah, one. Yeah, dude, uh, that's what it's supposed to do. Now, did you note how much it snowed this winter or any of that? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just it. That's why global warming is probably uh, the incorrect term because even though what, what's happening is, is caused by an overall warmth of the entire Earth as far as its average go. Uh, in terms of climate, there are areas that are going that are going to get colder, and there are areas that are going to get even hotter, and that's that's why climate change is a little bit more of an accurate description in terms of what's happening, um, because there are going to be shifts. And what's interesting is, you know, the United States, for example, is one of the haves when it comes to food. And, uh, you know, it could be sometime in the future, and I wouldn't say this is going to happen soon, but there, there, there could be sometime in the future when a lot of the farmland that we take for granted uh, may not be as, as productive as it is now. Oh, that's a so, good strong um, possibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, I'm, look at how quickly we're draining a lot of those aquifers out west. I mean, that's a huge indicator right there. Yeah. Or how Mexico City, you know, parts of it are sinking because they've yeah. used so much of their aquifers down there. Yeah. And, and it really it really it just strikes me odd that there's these mostly conservative politicians in Miami standing in, in water up to their knees saying that climate change and, and <laughs> sea level rising is a hoax. <laughs> that, that, that's that's what just you amazing. Call, this is what you call ultimate denial. Yeah, um, and in Miami, for those of you that may not know, I mean, they're spending money hand over fist down there trying to stave off the water problems that are coming into that city. So, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you, I suppose you could get into an argument as, as far as what percentage of what's happening is man-made versus what's not. Um, that might be hard to prove, but right. something's going on. You know, yeah. something's going on. And I, I can't believe that all the stuff that we're dumping into the air, the oceans right now, the plastic that's out there is just incredible. It is absolutely the incredible amount of of plastic that out in the – I'm sure, sure you know about this, Jack, because you follow this. That They have a name for it. There's this big, giant thing of, of plastic that's out in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it's the uh, Pacific Garbage Patch, and it's roughly yeah. the size of Texas that's growing every Damn. year. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, uh, the worst, the worst the thing about it is that it's from? getting dumped in the ocean, a lot of it from Asia, um, wow. a lot of it from the United States, too. Um, oh, sure. Well, the worst part about the Pacific Garbage Patch is it's not like necessarily a, a landfill, like right in the middle of the ocean. Instead, it's plastic that's been broken down, and it's now, you know, in bits. And that's why they're finding whales that are beaching with, like, say, 50, 60 pounds of plastic in their stomach. Yeah, it's because you know they go through to filter out krill or whatever they eat, and then they yeah, get a, exactly. a stomach yeah. full of plastic. Yeah, 
So, I mean, here again, regardless of what your opinion is of climate change, are you honestly going to tell me that a pile of plastic garbage the size of a state and a large state at that is a good idea out in the middle of the ocean? Um, It's absolutely amazing to me what's happening. And... um, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's you talk to some people and they are in total denial about any of this because it's not in their backyard. And, and I would have to say that that's typical, probably more so of Americans than anybody else. Oh yeah. Because for the most part, Americans have had it pretty good the last two hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't had in the last century, so we haven't had any wars or battlefields on our own land. It's all taken place in Europe and other places. And, uh, you know, out in uh, Vietnam and Korea, it hasn't happened in your backyard. OK. And uh, these stories of of these small islands being swallowed up by water and, and uh, these stories of large amounts of garbage washing up on on shores and things like that. That's that's not happening in Idaho. Mm-mm. So so therefore it's not happening. Yeah. You know? And uh, and I'm not picking on the people in Idaho, but my point is, is if, if, if Americans have a tendency to if it's not happening in my backyard, it's not happening. And uh, I, I, I'm, it really bothers me, the attitude and the uh, you talk to these people about some of these problems and they're actually indignant about it. Mm-hmm. Also, well, same uh, as the NIMBY thing, too, with like uh, solar panels and with. You know, wind energy and everything. Oh, I don't want that in my backyard. Well, why? Yeah. I mean, oh, it lowers my property values. They're an eyesore. Dude, I think they look cool. Yeah. Like, uh, when I go to New York to see a friend of mine um, once every couple of years or so, going up by, I think it's up by Scranton in Pennsylvania, there's a huge wind field. And yeah. it's really cool to watch, like, you know, these, like, tens if not hundreds of uh, wind turbines, you know, kind of going in unison while you're driving through there. And your car's getting blown around a lot. Yeah. But um, I, I don't understand how people could say those are an eyesore. I think they look awesome, man. Like you know. Yeah, they do look cool. Um, I mean, I'd rather have a nuclear power plant somewhere where I oh, can't see same. it. But if it, yeah, but if it goes off, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be microwaved like a hot pocket. But I'm okay with that because it's not an eyesore. <laughs> uh, and uh, same with these, you know, these coal burning things. Um, and there's no such thing as clean coal. No, that, that's, I, a bunch, that's a bunch. Give me a yeah, that's break. What I, that's what I was about to say. I mean, I, I, I hate that term. I'm like, it ain't no way in hell it's clean. Yeah. Well, they won't like, like walk around with it, scrub it with toothbrushes, and then burn it. <laughs> they washed it. It's like they're rescuing one of those animals down the gulf covered with oil. Like, you know, put a little bit of dove on it, toss it in the furnace. It'll be fine. No they cancer washed, here. They washed it with the water from the Colorado Springs. That we drink yeah. each day in our bottles. No, that's where my beer comes from. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you probably know about this, Shane, more than I do. I, well, I, this was all over social media. Um, this wrestler was, was being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I, I believe his name was Brett the Hitman Hart or something like that. Oh, yeah, Brett Hart. He was finally inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Okay, finally. So that's implying that he he's overdue oh, to get in. There. Oh yeah, he's probably the third okay. best. He's probably the third best wrestler of all time. He was okay. really big when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, he was like yeah. I didn't even really watch wrestling when I was a kid. I know who he is. The only two okay. I put above him would be Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. That's the only two I'd put all above right. him. 
but he was. Good I, I don't know much about the wrestling. Right. I mean, obviously, right. it's choreographed. But uh, these guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, object, objectively speaking, are athletic and they're very strong. I wouldn't want to tangle with them. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it is dangerous. People do get hurt. They miscalculate their moves a lot of times, and uh, you know, I, I don't take anything away from them right. as far as that goes. But they're probably about- more stunt people than they are than they are competing but right uh somebody ran up and i guess hit him from behind or knocked him over or something while he was uh, i can't think of the guy's name but he was a mixed martial artist it came up behind him and he hit him from behind and going and uh, while he was talking and what he did is he made a big ass mistake you don't come to a wrestling event attack a wrestler a legend wrestler at that and thinking you're gonna be cool and everything's gonna be all right i mean instantly there oh, was, he got the crap beat out of him. Yeah, he awesome. got the, yeah, he got the hell beat out of him. Uh, New Day, which one of the guys won the World Heavyweight Championship, Kofi Kingston, they were jumping on his butt, man. They was all over his ass. As soon as they, <laughs> I mean, every one of them was on him. Uh, Dash Wilder knocked him unconscious. Oh, really? He just yeah. tried to swing on a group of bouncers. <laughs> these, guys are, these guys are tough. Now, I, know a lot of, I, know oh, it's, yeah. I know it's choreographed. I know that wrestling's fake. I know everything's done for a reason. It's to promote, it's to make money. But in the ring, they do things that nobody else can necessarily do as far as their abilities. It's not yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't take anything away from them, and, sure. And one sure. thing about Bret Hart that makes him one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, he, he, it ranks him way up there, is that over his 20-something year career, when he was in the ring, nobody that he ever wrestled, he has had injuries, but nobody he has ever wrestled ever received an injury while in the ring with him. He was that good. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, so, that, yeah. that's worth so, a lot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but, but uh, yeah, they, they took it. That guy, though, he got uh, he got arrested, and he's been barred from that arena. So, if he ever has an MMA fight there, he won't be able to fight because he's barred from the arena. He can't even come back there. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get both of his legs broken oh fighting anyway yeah i don't care who it is i mean somebody standing talking at a podium to run up from behind and attack him that doesn't prove anything yeah, that's what we said so as soon as i heard that he came up from behind him i'm like look at this pussy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he comes up from behind he's supposed to be an mma wrestling fighter man big time the real deal yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't even do that during the actual redneck soap operas you know yeah. Right. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. It was WrestleMania this week, past weekend, and that, and that, and on Saturday night they always have the Hall of Fame inductions, and that's where it, when it happened. Yeah. Well, like I said, the guy that whoever whoever this guy was was an idiot. So uh, yeah, yeah. Feed him to the lions. Give him to the lions too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we uh approach Bret Hart. <laughs> we ought to we ought to have the we ought to have the lions dead piece every week now. Where we where we where we, where we, where we for the week that's a good bit. I like it. I'll even come up with some audio for yeah. it. And we'll have a live dead bit each week. We'll do it on Monday nights. We'll do it every episode. Who are, who are we going to throw to the lions? Yeah, tonight? who, who yeah. are we going to throw to the lions? And we'll all have somebody picked that was just a complete idiot for the week that we ought to just throw to the lions. Yeah. <laughs> Like and, and actually, and actually, by the way, most historians say there's not a whole a lot of evidence that that happened in Rome. There's, yeah, there's not a whole lot of evidence that that actually happened. Right. Uh, yeah, but it makes for a good story, and and, it, and it's a good bit. So we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, but 
They did a lot of stage fighting though in Rome. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the gladiators most certainly, and they all yeah. they often would have animals fighting each other, and they'd have the gladiators fight the animals. But there's, I, I, from what I understand, most historians say there's not a whole lot of evidence that people were actually fed to the lions. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's a whole other thing, and I'm not an expert on it. So I'm sure there's people out there who know these things or who follow these things, but there's not a whole lot of evidence that Christians in particular were, were fed to the lions in mass. That's that's more of a legend than it is a known fact. Right. Well, it kind of makes sense, too. I mean, why would you risk a valuable show animal when there's, like, millions of other ways you can execute somebody? Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty creative at ways to kill people. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, we still are. Yeah, they yeah, have, yeah. They didn't have the props. I mean, look at the mafia. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I, we've been kind of following this, and with these seven thirty sevens, they apparently Boeing still does not have the software fixed, uh, and. Uh, you know, this is the kind of thing that makes me nuts because they have these multi, multi, multi million, billion dollar planes. Uh, the lines cost, you know, billions of dollars. And, uh, and and they have this software that you can't defeat when it's not working correctly. Now, now who came up with that? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, you know, and the, <clears throat> I make light of this, but you have to keep in mind that 346 people are dead Jeez. because of a software glitch. Yeah. 346 people in these two crashes. On uh, October 29th, that was Lion Air, and then on March 10th, Ethiopian Airlines had a crash. And, and, and those two crashes yielded 346 deaths. Wow. Ooh. Uh, and apparently the, uh, I believe it was the Ethiopian one. They were fighting this mechanism for a while. They knew what the problem was. They had turned it off and they, they both were, were pulling back on their yokes simultaneously. Cause that's one of the ways I guess that you can defeat what's going on with the automatic and it still sent them down. Yeah. Why the hell would you put something like that in a plane? And especially something that I don't, you know, I understand there's backup systems for backup systems and all that, but that's great. But when you have, you know, two or three pilots in that cockpit who know what they're doing and there's some computer in there that's heading, heading that plane into a mountain or whatever, and they can't turn the son of a bitch. There's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is something wrong. And uh, that that analogy doesn't hold up to this. This is up and down. What this was is an anti-stall maneuver. So when you are at a, at a particular altitude and the way the light, the uh, the air is, how dense it is and so forth, and you go up too steeply, you run the risk of stalling the engines. Okay. Because there has to be airflow over the wings. And uh, what this, what this, system is supposed to do is point the nose down so that you know the plane goes into a dive and you get airspeed over the wings and you know the engines uh, uh get back up to speed it's it's a fail safe against uh, stalling out the engines well what had happened was is one of the sensors in the nose of of these planes was giving incorrect information to the computer and uh, it, it, like I said, the pilots figured out what was going on, and they couldn't turn the damn thing off. And they're trying to lift the nose on this plane, and the computer is pushing it down. 
Now, I, I just can't believe that, that that's so frustrating to me that you have these magnificent airplanes. They're they're really fantastic pieces of equipment in terms of engineering and design, and 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 you and and you just screw the whole thing up by putting this software on there that can't be defeated. I don't understand. <laughs> You know, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. You should have to be trained how to turn this off. It ain't working. Turn it off. We're, we're about to crash. Well, that should have the option to turn it off. I mean, I mean, it should be to where you can just switch it off. Because if something does Absolutely. go wrong and there's a malfunction, you can reach down there and turn it off, and you can do it manually. Yes. What well, what a failsafe should be for is is to fix the plane when something comes up that that's so quick that the pilots may not notice it, the instruments may not indicate it. Right, that's what those failsafes are for. They're not to tell the pilots to you know they're not designed to ignore the pilots when they're trying to prevent the plane from crashing. That's not what they're for. If those pilots are in a situation where they know what's wrong. They know that the computer is, is, is causing the problem and they can't turn it off. There's something really wrong with your design. Yeah. I mean, and that to me is not rocket science. Okay, killing a program should not require extensive training. It should not be this big extensive procedure. If, if in, in any situation, in my opinion, when those pilots are trying to turn that off, they're in, they're in the time is of the essence. Okay, right. if you're flying one of these planes and you realize that the computer's about to crash the plane, you might have seconds. Okay, you can't be sitting there going beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I really lost a lot of respect for the Boeing company on this. If this is the case, if yeah. this turns out to be of these two crashes, right. something's really wrong with you dumbasses over there. Yeah, hey, I mean, and and uh, why the, would you, uh, and why would you keep it on there knowing it does that? Well, that, that's that's a hundred dollar question. Because they because apparently they, they knew it. it um, they I, had I don't to know, have, they had to have known it. I, I I don't know, but there's a big investigation about how these systems ever got through and how they ever got approved to begin with. Right. Yeah. That's that's a big that's a big and, dollar thousand dollar question too. And and uh, some of the some of the things, um, the FAA itself actually. Here again, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but, but from what I understand, the FAA itself, which is one of the regulatory agencies, actually hired people that worked in Boeing to approve some of these features. Now, that sounds kind of backwards. There is a legitimate reason for this. Okay, uh, For example, sometimes the, the, the systems are so proprietary that they when they set these things up, they have to be peer approved. I mean, it's not like they just take their word that they work. Right, but but they have the they work with the engineers. The FAA works with the engineers to test this equipment because some of it is so proprietary that you know they would be months sorting it all out. So there is some legitimacy in that, but apparently a lot of this stuff was waived just a little too easily. We're uh. finding out now. So um, I'm not sure what happened here. Boeing has always been, to me, a company that I thoroughly respected. Boeing is one of those companies that made the United States what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's right up with Ford and, and everything else. Yeah. And uh, uh, they are the largest air, uh, airline maker in the world. They are respected the world over. Uh, uh, that's one thing that the United States still leads in fairly well. And I, I just hope that this doesn't prove out to be some stupid scandal that got a bunch of people killed. 
Right. I, I am I am going to be very disappointed in that company if that turns out to be the case. Yeah. Um. So. Didn't anyway, they, that, didn't Boeing make a motorcycle at one time? Not to my knowledge. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I thought they did. I have never heard that. I mean, but it would have been. Wrong. It, it would have been. I'm not, I mean, it's not like recent. I thought if I, if it's the model I've got in my head, it's like a 1940s. But I'd have to look at it. That could be, but I have no idea. I have no idea. No. Okay. So yeah, anyway, right. what what do you guys got uh, have on tap for your show tomorrow with um, uh, Sugar and Company? I got a new commercial spot involving our fellow employee, my fellow employee, Jack's former fellow employee, about uh, Rose, and uh, going to do a commercial spot for that, and then. Uh, not a whole lot of else, nothing new, really, because, like I said, I'm still trying to get back fresh on my feet, but I'm going to be a lot better tomorrow than I was last Tuesday. But, uh, All right, cool. Oh, uh, Tony the Tiger won't be there because it's his son's birthday, so it should be me, Jack, and Eagle Scout. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll be checking that out. Also, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth will return on Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check it out live on Spreaker. And, uh, of course, you can check it out anytime for streaming and download on iTunes. And once again, that is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Any last words there, Jack Casey? Oh, no, not at the moment. Um, one of my stories for tomorrow, though, is uh, some men in an Audi got into a road rage so that threw a pink cupcake in another, uh, <laughs> in another car. Well, that's the kind of violence we need more of. If you're yeah. going to be violent, pink cupcakes is the way to go. Throw a There's video of it, too. It's pretty funny. Be violent yeah. with me anytime you want. <laughs> I'll yeah. take all the cupcakes you can flake. Yeah, Mr. Sweetness up there. <laughs> yeah. DJ Sugar Chain. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this evening. Thank you very much for checking out our podcast. As always, if you have any comments that you would like to tweet at us, you can do that at Sweet Truth radio that's going to do it for our podcast tonight we'll be back thursday night have a good evening peace out thanks for listening paycor knows hr teams are under pressure to recruit and retain top talent you need more than hr tech you need expertise at the core meet paycor our technology saves you time our expertise helps you make a difference Paycor.com slash meet Paycor. Introducing my new $4.99 spicy chicken strips combo. 100% all white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.